Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. I'm Steve Hall again, doing a lot of content over the last couple of days as the guys get ready for Brighton this weekend where they'll be back. But yes, looking ahead to that very game here on the Match Preview Show, I have got Finn and I have got John as yes, Liverpool head down to the Amex on Sunday afternoon. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Finn, I'll start with you. Um, Last time Liverpool went to the Amex in the league, they got absolutely battered. Like yeah. 3-0 flat at Liverpool. It was it was quite the game. They also got knocked out of the FA Cup by Brighton as well. Um, I know it's slightly different teams. A couple of players have changed teams. One of those players now plays for us. But do you, do you think this type of thing, what Jürgen and the boys will have revenge on their mind a little bit? Yeah, I think that'll be the case. Um, I think it was similar, you know, with the Wolves game. Like last year, Wolves and Brighton, that stood out when... We went there and got absolutely battered. So I think this will be a case of go there, put that to bed, and then they can move on for the rest of the season. Then I do wonder, John, because like we always talk about like modern football and tacticians and, and all this kind of stuff, but there must be some semblance of like we owe these one because like that must be a thing. That's I'm guessing it still happens. Yeah, they got embarrassed last year at Brighton. Made no bones about it. They got played off the park. It wasn't close. Uh, Brighton ran rings around them, and like, like I say, it could have been five or six on another day. Uh, they missed a penalty. They, no, they had a VAR over time for the penalty, so it could have been a lot, lot worse for the Reds. I do wonder if Jürgen just uses that as a little bit of extra motivation. I think he does. I mean, I think, you know, Brighton were the team last year. I mean, it was us, if you go back sort of five years, and there's always that one team, isn't there? That's like sort of in the ascendancy last year, it was Brighton and Arsenal. But, um, you know, I think he, he probably sees this as a good challenge as well. I think the manager, I think he's, there was definitely a spell, I think, in the league, maybe like sort of two, three years ago, where like, not just because we were brilliant, we were picking up routine wins, but where like nothing really changed. Like we, us and City were so far ahead tactically, if you like. And um, I think he relishes the manager the idea that like there's the, you know, like you've had um, Emery come back in a Villa and stuff, and obviously deserve at Brighton, sort of not scared to sort of play attack and yeah. football on their terms and try and dominate the match. So I think he'll enjoy it, and I think as you say, it's it's something, it's, it's a carrot, isn't it, to give to the players to say, you know. Let, let, you've been this good so far this season, let's keep that going. But also, you know, for the ones of you who were here last year, you know, you owe it to these to go out there and sort of put your stamp on it and show that they're very much Europa League and where we should be in the Champions League. Kind of. Yeah, we're we'll saying it all pans out. That, that, speaking about the Europa League thing, that is the interesting one. It's, it's weird, really, because yeah. we haven't seen too much yet of the Thursday, Sunday effect on Liverpool because they played 
West Ham who also played Thursday and again the second time around they're going to be playing Brighton and they had a tough game in Marseille uh, they done well to come back and get themselves a point but um, I don't think they played particularly well from what I watched of it I watched it in here actually before our game Liverpool in theory should be more used to the turnaround of you albeit Liverpool are more used to Champions League into Premier League this is relatively new territory for Brighton I wonder that is something that, that could play a part here yeah, well, my first show, we did the Europa League draw and we spoke about how Liverpool have got the squad where they can go and essentially play a second team. I know we didn't do it yesterday, but he dragged a few of them off a lot earlier Whereas, and we got the win. Brighton look like they've been struggling a little bit with the three games a week. So I think it'll be all right on Sunday. They they look tired already and I think he's said that already as well, hasn't he? So does Erby. So I think they'll struggle. We should be all right. We rested loads of players yesterday, so... Yeah, he has done that as well. It's funny, I spoke to Adam, I've done another show because I've been doing loads of content. I, um, over on Redmen Plus, I had the Oppo preview and I spoke to Adam, a Seagulls fan, uh, John, and he did say that Zerbi has been really, really keen to rotate. He's made like six, seven, eight changes. He changed his whole 11 at one point, I think that was for the Chelsea, I think it was the Chelsea game in the League Cup, but he's been doing that lots and lots of changes and it's hard for them to nail down any type of rhythm. They've had injuries as well, which we're going to speak about in a bit. That it can work both ways. If they, if they're used to it, it's all right. But if they're not, it doesn't. You know what I mean like it feels mm. like Liverpool are more used to perhaps that. I think that could be something that perhaps goes in our favour a little bit. Yeah, I mean it, it feels a bit second season since home for Brighton. I think because last year there was the odd tweak, you know, kind of thing week to week. But it was a, you could name a lot of their starting eleven sort of week to week. And I think where they struggled a little bit in terms of obviously they, they rely a lot on youth and sort of like young sort of rough diamonds. Um, the lads who've been doing it for them, like Matoma and stuff, I've, I've seemed to have played in every game, even if it's only been like a half, you know, and obviously all that adds up over time, you're just not as sharp. So so I think they've struggled for that, but it was, um, I thought it was interesting in sort of Klopp's post-match yesterday, but he was talking sort of about the team and about rhythm, and he said you know, the team was fine, but the rhythm wasn't quite there yet, and we weren't quite up to snuff, and those kind of things always make me kind of think that maybe that that's a bit of a dress rehearsal sort of team, or we're going to see a lot of those players, if you like, sort of against yeah. Brighton. Um, and as you say, like uh, as a squad and as a as a sort of management team behind it, behind the the players, but we're a lot more used to that sort of rhythm of, of going again every couple of days. So, I think it'll. Um, it, I, I would expect to see, even though it's them at home, maybe them be slightly more sluggish. I think just in terms of getting trying to find who they are, because it that Brighton team as well for me as a squad, even though there's a lot of great players in it, it doesn't strike me particularly as a team that's like got like a definitive leader. You know, there's not like many standard. They're just the work as a unit, as it's like. So there's no one who'll sort of take a, take a ball, uh, take the game, you know, by the scruff of the neck and sort of yeah. say, this is what we're doing today. Um, but I think it, it's definitely had an impact on them. I think, I think it's only one, the stat I was reading yesterday was it's only like one game. I think they haven't conceded, they haven't kept a clean sheet. I think they've conceded every single game. Yeah, the, the, they've conceded every game since the start of the season, which we'll talk about later, I suppose, as well. But you are right, they are lacking. They look, they look, they're a good team. They're sixth in the league. They've done yeah. well. They've had some good results. They've, they beat Newcastle 3-1, of course, that was the Evan Ferguson game. They went to Old Trafford and won. They did well against Bournemouth. But they've also had little slip-ups. They got beat by West Ham. They got battered by Aston Villa. And in those two games in particular, I think it was interesting in that those two teams both let Brighton have the ball yeah. and did the whole, we right, OK, we'll sit back, we'll try and hit you on the counter. The teams who've actually tried to play against them, Newcastle, Man United in particular, got beat. I wonder if Liverpool... Liverpool will always want the ball, I understand that, but... I wonder if they might be a little bit more comfortable without it. I wonder if the Reds go there saying, you know what, if we're defensively solid, there's nothing wrong with us being the counter-attacking team here. We'll, we'll certainly have the players to do it. It'll be fascinating to see how Jürgen does it because Brighton, Brighton want the ball and 
but also we want the ball. It's they they want transitions and quick turnovers. It, it's like almost if we go and be us, do we play into their hands? You know what I mean? Like the manager's yeah. got a decision to make there. Yeah, it's tough because I mean I don't want to bring up last Sunday, but we showed that we can you know be resolute and defend and hit teams on the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously we did that with ten and then nine men, but I think we'll go there and Klopp will just say we'll play our way and we should win the game. They've been on a bad run of form recently, Brighton. Um, we've got the the press to do it against them. You know, if they try and play out from the back, you know, Sabasly, McAllister, Nunes, Diaz. If they can get it in the final third, they'll Salah cause damage straight away to them. So it'd be interesting to see how it, will be, it, will, it goes with Yeah, it. and it will be interesting to see that. Before we speak about Liverpool, let's just finish up on Brighton. I'll, I'll start with you, here, John. Like, they have had a few injuries now. Evan Ferguson's back, which is a big mm. positive for them. Uh, he, he was injured and then he was ill after just not long after he scored the hat like I mentioned before they did lose Esther Pinyan for a month which is a big blow for them and CISO he was effectively meant to be the well you know what well, it doesn't matter if we lost McAllister and we've lost Moises Casado because here's the next one the Brighton production line tends to be that but they did then lose him and he was for the at the end of last season he was a real key player for them so they are without those two but they still have got players they've still got Matomas hit Liverpool before I think that's obvious Um Sorry, Marsh has hit Liverpool before. That Pascal Gross has played well against Liverpool. There are, there are still players in that team, and I think the Matoma one is the big one because last Liverpool will have memories of him at their place. He, he gave them a torrid time. He gave Trent and Matip, and if those two start for us, which at the moment in time looks likely, that is another battle we're going to have to overcome because he did in both games. He he, he had Liverpool on toast a little bit. Yeah, I think there's there's two interesting battles. I think um, I was looking at the lineups from the last few games and. I think for them, certainly, they, they, their strength is out wide. You know, they've got Matoma. Uh, they'll probably start Lamptey, I think, at full-back as well. Yes, so, back, yeah. so they'll have they'll have that sort of pace and that, that's going to be a big issue for us in terms of our back line and particularly Trent Matip, especially if Trent's starting and going into midfield. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do, but I, I do think as well with Brighton, that when you look at their midfield, as you say, in terms of the injuries, even though they've got a lot of quality in there and people like Gilmore and that, I think our midfield on papers and much yeah. stronger so I think we'll probably dominate them in the middle of the park particularly with Sobers lie sort of you know just seems it just seems like to run every game I, I, I don't even think he drives I think he just runs runs whatever he needs to go but um, it, it's an interesting tactical thing because I think as you say for them they're, they're so incisive and so quick when they move the ball um, and particularly with the pace they've got out wide um, it'd be interesting to see how we cope with it whether we really think we'll double up on certain players and try and as you say try and play on the break and maybe pin them in a bit um, or whether we think we're just going to play our game, keep the ball, and just 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 play because yeah. we've been quite fluid. I think when we've when we've like been playing sort of one two shot stuff this season. I suppose going back to what you mentioned before, John mentioned it, uh, Finn, is that they have conceded a lot. Of, they've conceded every game so far yeah. this season. They've played seven games in the league. They've scored nineteen, but they've conceded fourteen. Brighton, and it was the same a little bit last year as well. They score plenty, but you you can get at them the goal difference. Like I say, at the minute, it's plus five last season. Considering the fact that, like, I'll just bring it up again, they finished sixth. They scored 72 goals, but they left 59. They finished with a goal difference of, of plus 19, for basically for that reason. It does feel like they take risks, and I get it, and, and they're open, and, and they're willing to do it, but you they're not watertight at the back. They've got good players. Yeah. I like Dunk. I like Webster. Is it Van, De- Van Heck? Is it? Mm. I think they've all been good. But there is still there is, there's obviously a vulnerability there. They haven't kept a clean sheet all season. Yeah. Liverpool, we, we, we're pretty sure what our front three will be. It's going to be Diaz, Salah, and yeah. Darwin. They'll all be licking their lips really because there's, there's it's obvious that there's a goals to be had against Brighton. Yeah, they're not. You know, they, as you just said, they take risks, don't they? And 
the amount of chances we make each game is a bit ridiculous at the minute. So if you got Salah, Diaz, Nunes, obviously McAllister, they're all, and then oh, we don't have Gakpo, which I have to do this week, but I, they they don't seem defensively sound enough to keep us out. So if they, as I said before, if they if they play their way. I think we've got the players to really hurt them. Absolutely, Chris. There with the with the chats, both teams to score is easy money. It, it yeah. feels like that could be the case. Um, let's talk. You know, I'll do it now. Got, I'm about to make field. Actually, we all work backwards. We know the flat's going to be the front three. Gakpo's out. Jürgen's confirmed he's out after the break. Jota's obviously suspended, as we know after um, after Spurs. Jones obviously suspended as well. We know that. Bacetic is out and Thiago's injured again, which is, is no surprise to anyone. So that's the Liverpool in terms of who can't play. John, so got a question here from Andre. He says, would you start Enzo in this one? I wonder if Jürgen was planning for that first 11 against Brighton, considering the subs he made against Union. He did take Endo off a half-time. He took Salah and Darwin off. Obviously, he's got an eye on Sunday for those two. But he did take Endo off as well. Do you think he's got half an eye on potentially starting Endo, maybe moving McAllister further forward? His other option, of course, would be keep McAllister deep and play Gravenberg which again he had a really good game as well that, that is interesting how the manager goes about his midfield three because like we just said they, they, they've swapped and changed as well but obviously this is the first game we've had obviously since Curtis' suspension I mean, I wonder if he, what, he, what he plans to do with McAllister Endo Gravenberg because it's two of those three on obviously on obviously Sobersly as well yeah I think that's the choice for me. Is like I think we all agree Sobosla is going to be in the team, yeah. and then it's the other two positions. McAllister will be in the team. Yeah. It's just whether he's an eight or a DM or a DM. I I think it's a thing of like I say. I think in midfield we're going to look to be strong. So I, I for me I think he'd start Endo, and I think that was behind uh, when he went off at halftime. I was a bit like, oh, was he got a knock or something? Or and then there didn't seem to be anything about it. Sort of post match and stuff, which as you say to me says that he, he's keeping him sort of for the weekend, but. Um, I mean, he's looked tidy, and he, that's exactly sort of what we've needed, having those two in front who sort of join the attack and obviously yeah. are all action sort of eights going everywhere. You need a fellow who will just sort of sit in and, as I say, Brighton being as incisive as they are, sort of, you know, out wide, but sort of in the middle of the pitch as well. You, you want somebody who sort of command that, and I think particularly, you know, they're not... If we were playing like a West Ham or something, you might think I want someone a bit more, a bit more active in there. But, you know, not not knocking Endo, but you know he's not particularly the biggest footballer, is he? But I think in this type of game, he'd fit perfectly. So I, I think he'll probably put him in. I, I actually think the question for me is more: Do we see McAllister start from the bench? Maybe you know, and we'll have maybe he goes with Gravenberch because I just think I, I didn't know a bit of the sort of thing about him. You know, to get the three games he's had, goal and assists and stuff. Whether he might, the manager might just try and roll up with that and just say, you know, he's on a good run. We're trying to get him in the team. Let's just start him. And if we need to change it, you know, in the middle of the game, we can. And we know McAllister's a, a bit of a break glass. Got a question. Quadbot says, would we if we played the midfield, the box midfield, so much or Endo fit? I. I think he probably can because I don't know what you think, but it feels like Endo would be that option of if you're worried about being counter-attacked on, which I think we all are with Brighton, that's their yeah. key thing. Having Endo there might offer you a little bit more. It's like okay, whether that means McAllister starts or he go or he doesn't. But the diff, of course, we have seen Jürgen play McAllister there or pretty much all season when he's played, he has been in that in that deeper role for the most part. It was just that sub. Until he made that over half time, I hadn't even considered and I just thought it would be McAllister, Sobberslight, and then one of Elliot or uh, or Gravenberg. That endo sub almost tips us out that it, it could be him. Yeah, it could be. I mean, we all thought he was nailed on to start against Wolves, didn't we? And then he, he didn't play. Yeah. We put McAllister at six. But I think it goes back to what you said before. If we're going to go and let 
you know, if we let them have the ball, I think Endo's the one you play. But if we want to go and dominate and play the way that Jürgen wants us to play, then I think he'll go McAllister and then Gravenberch in the eighth, where yeah. Jones would be. Absolutely. Charlie in the chat says, I reckon it'll be Endo, McAllister, Sober Slice. He's, put, he's moving McAllister, McAllister forward, forwards and then sideline football show says, I can't wait to see Endo in the six with McAllister and Sober Slice. Like, the, the spanning in the way, I think spanning in the it's a good problem uh, for stick with you, is, is Gravenberg. Like he was, yeah. he, he was excellent. Yes, he was excellent yesterday. He was, he was decent against Leicester. If it was, if it was a case of who's in form, not that Endo's been bad, but Gravenberg's been really good. Yeah. And it, it, it depends if the manager wants to say, you know what, doesn't that doesn't matter because we need Endo and therefore this, this, and this. But there is, a, like John said, there is a possibility it isn't McAllister. Now it could be Endo. Yeah. But sorry, with with uh, with Gravenberg, it's. It's an interesting one, really, because I think Curtis was his first choice. We've seen that he kept picking him all the time. He's now suspended. There's a shirt there up for grabs. I've got a feeling that Gravenberg got it. He might not give it back. Like he could get yeah. himself in the team and keep in the team. And if he does start, that's a big. It's a big opportunity in a game that if it is a frantic game where there's a lot of close control needed, that does feel like Gravenberg's skill set is that he wants to be He's pressed. Suited, well, he enjoys being pressed. He wants to be pressed. His, his, his quick feet. So that's the the plus side for him. It, it goes back to what you said, I suppose, mate. Is he how cautious is he? If he's, if he's a little bit more cautious, it's Endo. If it's right, we're going to go there and be Liverpool, then it could be Gravenberg. Yeah. I, th- I think Klopp will go and be, we're Liverpool, we're going to play how we want to play against you. I McAllister mean, plays and Gravenberg plays. Yeah, I think that's the way he does it. I don't. I can't see a world where McAllister doesn't play. Yeah, I think I it's a toss of the coin between Endo and Gravenberg. But Jones off for three games, isn't he? So. Yeah. Whoever plays in this game, if if they go and play really well, they're going to be in for the next two regardless. The, the derby, isn't it? The, and the, the derby, isn't it? Yeah. So you can imagine that they come in and then, as I said with I think if he comes in, plays well, it's going to be really tough for Jones to come back in and take it, take it off him. Absolutely. Yeah, it might already be at this moment in time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The only other question really, I suppose, John, then, is at the back, obviously. It feels like Joel Matip is first choice in the Premier League. It, it has been. Um, it's been. It's been Ibu Kanate playing in midweek. 
Having said that, I did touch upon it earlier. The pace of Brighton and Matoma in particular give Joel Matip kittens last year. He, he really had a hard time. It wasn't technically really his fault. Trent was vacating the space and it was just acres of space and Matoma was just too quick for, for Matip. But that was kind of what it was. I know Ibu did play the 90 at the weekend. Is there a chance he goes again? I don't think it will be Gomez. I'd be shocked if Gomez played um, a right-back or centre-back. Quanta, as good as he's been, I, I can't see it. It's gonna be it's gonna be Robbo and it's gonna be Virgil and it's gonna be Trent. It's that, that other position really. I, I think I will be more comfortable at this point if it was Canate for this particular opposition. But Canate's just done ninety and Matip hasn't kicked the ball. It's it feels like it's pointing towards Matip and I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you think I think he's, he's definitely took the approach of sort of trying to wrap Canate and Cotton Wall as much as he can, hasn't he? Just just, just to get him sorted. Yeah. We don't want it that he keeps having niggles throughout the season. Um it's hard, really, because I think, you know, we've all got sort of... I think we've all sort of, as a fan base, got mixed feelings about Matip in the sense that we we all know he's had a great career, throws especially, but, you know, in the summer we were all sort of... It's probably that he's on the way out and then he's been sort of resurgent in the early part of this season, but you do sort of... You know what his limitations are, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know you know that, as you say, sort of coming up against that type of pace and stuff would, would sort of do for him. Um, I, I think... If it was me, and obviously I'm not the manager, I, I'd be, I'd be with you. I'd be picking Canate and just thinking we'd be played to our strengths. I wonder with the manager because he's so sort of positive and so sort of you know he looks at the data and stuff. As you say, with with him not having had the minutes, he'll put him put him in and just go well because the sort of the lost thing I guess in sort of the Spurs game was how brilliant the goalkeeper was. You know what I mean? And whether he just goes, well, we've got him behind him and he's in the form of his life at the minute. So if something does happen, I'm back yeah. an alley to sort of to, to sort of play up and. You know the other people around them. If, if we're dominating the ball, we might we shouldn't really get into that situation. Matoma was going to be there out ball, not necessarily um, someone who's going to be there making play. So I think he'll probably go matter. Like I say, just looking at the looking at the information we have. But you know, I, I would be happier. I, I I would feel calmer. But you know, it's yeah, and he just goes full throttle, doesn't he? So see, I, I would go Canate, but I'm with you. I think I think he'll go matter though. Finn, a what would you do, and b what do you think he's going to do? I I think he'll go Matip. What I do, I think it. I for me, it depends on Trent, because I think if you play Matip, I think you go Gomez at right back. If Trent if Trent's not fully fit, just because he's got pace. someone mentioned actually yesterday on the watch long, someone said to me it almost feels like if it's Matip, it needs to be Gomez, yeah. and if it's Trent, it needs to be Ibu because, because of the pace. Just yeah, the pace thing. Yeah, and also Gomez isn't that great on the ball. Where Matip is, yeah. so you you can rather than Deep. Matip can be the one who advances it. So yeah, it, it does feel like if it's I'm with you actually. I think if it's if it's Trent, it should be Ibu. I don't know. It just feels like he's. It just feels like Matip's got the shirt at the moment. Yeah, I mean he he's not done anything. I mean, I mean he has apart yeah. from that. <laughs> apart from, <laughs> from <laughs> rocketing one. Yeah, past our goalkeeper. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, done too much. Finish, it was a great finish. Apart from that, it yeah. was uh, he was he was really good, and then he obviously did that. But <laughs> um, no, he's been good. Like as you said, I mean we all sat there and someone went. He's not good enough anymore. I mean, we need we need another centre back. I mean, Kwanzaa's help with that uh, as well. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, I think if you go Matip, which I think Klopp will, I think he'll go Gomez because Gomez is, is similarly gone. He's not really done a lot wrong mm. since he's come in and played. I mean, he had I mean Neto had him a little bit, so maybe Matoma might <laughs> do it as well. But yeah, it's 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 
I just can't see him. I just can't see a world where he leaves Alexander Arnold. Not in, I'd be shocked if he doesn't yeah. play. Alexander it depends Arnold. on his fitness for me. I think if he's worried about him, he, he's one. He did get an hour yesterday, and again he was taken off, and I wonder if that was half an eye on the on the game. It was Gomez actually who, uh, who come mm-hmm. and replaced him. We got a comment here actually, which was uh, let's have a look, Mikey. Let's just say sorry. He said, uh, "Who played defence against Brighton last season? Just don't pick those, <laughs> and we'll be fine." Well, I can bring you the team from Brighton last season. Actually, it was Robertson, Canate, Matip, and Trent. Obviously, Van Dijk at this point was out. Um, they have Fabinho in DM. It was that game when Thiago played as a 10. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Oxley Chamberlain got the nod as well. It was like, yeah, it just it, it was a shambles that game. So if it was up to uh, if it was up to the comment there from, from Mikey, it would have it would be Timakas. Then it would be he'd have Virgilin, he'd have Quonserin. And he'd have Gomez at right back. Maybe that's what that's what uh, Mikey is saying he would do if you're just not playing any of them. I think yeah, I think the fact that uh, Liverpool's legs fell off at that point by the season last year was um, not great. Let's just put let's just put it that way. Right then, let's have a little look towards the game then, John. How we think it's going to go? As mentioned before, both teams to score looks like a certainty, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. Um, Brighton look full of goals. Liverpool's actually have defended all right, but we, it looks like he's still get us a, a bit. On the flip side, we we score bag fours and Brighton let loads in. It does feel like both teams will get on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. Is it a case of like who outlasts the other one? Can Liverpool get themselves in a position where, similar to what West Ham did, where you can go again? We used to win three one. We do that quite a bit before the other day. It feels like that that wouldn't be beyond the realms. I my only thing with it, I think, for the entire game is the boom music because I think without going obviously over breaking over the last weekend like. We've had what happened at Spurs, and they've had that six-one. And it's what's your reaction to that back in the league? Yeah. Um, my impression of watching them this season is that they seem a bit stilted because of the the, the schedule. Um, in that sense, if Ferguson starts, that worries me because I think he's so he's just a ball of energy. You know, you know, as you are when you're a young player, and I think he sets that tone for them in the sense of we're going to go do this and do this, and I'm going to be there for everything, you know, and help. I'll bring all the lads into play. I, I don't know if that'll come off because I think what I've really liked about watching that Liverpool this season is that we don't seem phased by anything. All, all the sorts of problems and hangovers we would have had last season just seem to have gone because of the new yeah. lads have seem to have just gone. We seem to go into games and even if we go a goal behind and look a bit sluggish, we go, oh, it's all right. And then we, we find our, our rhythm and sort of get going. I think we seem really comfortable with just who we are and what we do and that we're confident that we'll score. And I think taking that into that game for me, even though they're at home and stuff, as I say, I think I, I don't really see a game where we won't dominate it in, in the sense of, you know, it'll all be about us. Um, that, as I say, that could change potentially if, you know, if, if they name Ferguson in the starting 11 and he, he sort of is up for it. But I just think the, the, all, their, all their big players to me look like they've played too much football already, even with the rotation. Absolutely. And listen, I think Virgil, you'd have to back, you'd want hopefully Virgil can deal with that one if, if that is the case. They have got goals in the side, they have got dangerous players, and like I say, it's not one that we're lo- looking over. You know, we, we thought Spurs was a tough game, and yeah. it turned out... It was, it, it, I think we actually might have won that one, if, if not for everything that happened for him. But Brighton, is a, it's one of the toughest games on the schedule now this season. You know, you you think of, you, historically, your big away games, and it used to always be, you go to United and you go to Chelsea. Now it feels like it's Brighton, and it might be Tottenham, and it might even be Newcastle, which Liverpool have already went and won there. You know what I mean? Like, they are part of... And they are one of the be- Jamie Carragher said they're one of the best teams in the league. They're six at the moment, but they, they do feel like a really good side. Liverpool, they've already played Tottenham, of course, we know how that went. They've already played Villa. There's another tough test now against Brighton. If they can get through it and get three points, the the fixture list starts easing up a little bit. You get a couple of games. I know it's a derby, but 
a Derby at home, Liverpool should yeah. win, and it gets a little bit easier. But this is a big challenge, really, isn't it? Because after listen, everything that happened last week, I know Jurgen wants to replay, but as it stands, Liverpool lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you you never really want to lose two Premier League games on the run. It doesn't matter the circumstances how that happens. That's that's a difficult one, Liverpool. You know, it is a tough game, but they need, it's it's one that they, they really could do with winning, and they'll have their eyes on it as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be. I know they got battered last week, but they won't change the way they play. They'll come out. They're at home. Last game for the international break. They'll want to come out and get a win. If we can go there and beat them, then and then you go into the second international break. You could possibly be, you know, joint points on first with City. They've got Arsenal this weekend, haven't they? So, yeah. which is even more important that we go get the win before them two play each other. Yeah. And then we can see where we're at then. Because I think I've, I've, we all would have bit someone's hand off for that at the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. If Liverpool can get through this one, you're, you're absolutely right. After that, just, I mentioned the fixture list. It goes Everton, Forest, Luton, Brentford before you play Man City. They, again, they're not, 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 no games are gimme, but it's, it's, it's a derby at home, it's Forest at home, it's Luton away, and then it's Brentford at home. Liverpool going into a season would expect to win all four of those games. It's, games aren't played on paper, but you are right. This is where... That, that tough start flips and you get a little a bit of an easier run because it feels like it's been a bit of a gauntlet so far. Yeah. Can I push you for a prediction then, guys? And obviously, bear in mind what happened last weekend and then what, for both of these teams, John, you mentioned it before, they got absolutely stuffed by Ollie Watkins and Cole Villa. Liverpool, of course, had the the fast that was. How do you see this one going? Is, is it cheating never say 3-1 Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably clever to say that, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I, I think, yeah, I think... 3-1 um, I can see us getting a couple I can see them as you say definitely scoring but I, just, but I think we'll have too much for them probably first probably first that, yeah, that tends probably. to be how it goes <laughs> what do you have mate? Uh, yeah I was also going to go 3-1 I just think right. and I think they'll score first I'm a bit worried that we don't have Jota and Gakpo to come off the bench yeah that's the only thing that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're drawing we can just go alright you two go on them two aren't working absolutely there's no the firepower has come in Liverpool have ended the game strongly because the subs they've been able to make now they have the, it's the Ben Doak may probably be on the bench and I wonder if he, it's Sobberslide Sob- he can play wide earlier yeah. I'm not sure so you are right that it is worth mentioning that that if it does get close towards the end it, there's no Super sub forwards to, to to really throw on. It's a good point. Yeah. I know I know we've covered it in terms of the midfield, but I feel like that that that's the change we have been making. The change in this game is does he start with like yeah, Endo or whatever, and then put Elliot on, or you know that kind of thing, and change the midfield. Gavin Bear could be the option off the bench. Mm. Could wonder could if that, yeah, too, won't it? yeah, absolutely, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to stick with three one as well. <laughs> We're all thinking a three one. It yeah. makes sense, but yeah, let's, let's have a little look. Um, Malik says, yeah, let's get back to the three one win. Mikey says they played a strong team against Marseille and needs the re- a penalty. That could work in our favour. And then, yeah, Stevie says, if Milner plays, we might have some trouble. But otherwise, it's an easy win. Yeah, do, you mind, do you mind putting Milner at full-back? That's certainly something they've been doing recently. Um, again, in the, especially in the absence of Esther Pinion. But I'm guessing that will be Terry Clamty. Boys, um, thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks all you guys for checking out the show. If you're not watching this live, if you're listening to it as a podcast, then please do give us a five-star rating on your app. It really does help us out. Before we go, producers, oh, very, very quickly for those watching, for those listening, I'll describe it. Can you bring my screen up? Have you got my screen on, Joe? There we go. Our limited edition knitted Christmas jumpers. I understand it's October. I do apologise. 
but they are knitted, so they take ages to make, and of course, get them sent out across the world. We do worldwide shipping, so yeah, inspired by Alison Becker's title winning uh, jersey, the black and gold one, we've got our newest Christmas jumper available for pre order now. So if you're watching this, you can see it on your screen. If you're listening to it, just trust me, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, Redmenmerch.com for that. I understand it's October. But like I said before, it takes international shipping. We've got to get them made. So get your, get your orders in. Head on over to redmanmares.com and do get those in your baskets and then in your lives for this festive season. Thanks, boys, for coming in. Thanks to all you guys for watching or listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Well, sorry, on Sunday with the watch along for Brighton versus Liverpool. We'll see you all then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.